All right. All right. John and Julia discussing retirement, the ultimate treasure hunt. Today, Julia, I'd like to talk about everyday creativity. And by the way, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm really good today. It's great to be alive. It's great to be talking to you about creativity. Same here. Uh, let's just jump right into this. How do you define everyday creativity, Julia? We define everyday creativity as creative creativity that we use in our everyday activities. Mm -hmm. Okay. Obviously, most people, when they hear creativity, they think of art, dance, um, you know, all of so the typical art type, the thing. typical art type thing. Yeah. And what's often overlooked is creativity in everyday situations. Sure. And there is actually a body of research on this. There's a huge book. It's it's probably five or six hundred pages long okay. by Mark Ronco. He is famous in his research on creativity, and he devotes quite a bit of discussion to everyday creativity. It plays a significant role in language, for example. So how we speak, how we, how we um, present our ideas, there is an element of creativity in that. Sure. Perhaps how we dress every day, how we approach designing our life, what we would like our life to be. Yes. Um, all of these elements. And of course, I always think of Abraham Maslow's famous quote that um, uh, a soup that's made, um, a soup can be made creatively. Whereas yeah. a painting could be completely uncreatively done, meaning you change, you know, you paint the flowers, you change the color, boom, there's another one out there, right? And you put it up on, uh, you know, some site to sell. And he's basically saying it's not about the sphere of the activity okay. that's being done. It's really how we approach it. There are super creative cooks. And they're super uncreative artists who do the same thing kind of over and over again. Yes. And um, I think we can all recognize that. But there's kind of lack of appreciation of everyday creativity. Uh, well, we also have discussed in the past creativity and and how it's used in, in challenging situations. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So we always talk about problem solving skills, but there's also a concept of problem definition skills. And in challenging situations that you just asked me about, um, really using your problem definition skills and being creative at that is extremely important because sometimes we're just not defining the problem correctly. 
we're, we're searching for answers, but we haven't defined what the heck is happening. Are we taking it too narrowly? Are we taking it too broadly? You know, what are we trying to solve for? Okay. And so that's an example of focusing on your everyday creativity, like literally in different situa situations throughout the day. Yeah, no, that's that's a, a, a good point. And, and again, another way to use our uh, creative mind to uh, engage uh, in both, you know, positive ways and also problem solving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what, why is it important to differentiate between eminent or let's say unambiguous and everyday creativity? It's because we, by, by under counting, how important creativity is, we are shortchanging ourselves. And let me give you, let me give you um, a very simple and reasonable explanation. Um, there is a lot of studies, a lot of research studies, for example, Albert in 1980, Gardner 1983, Plucker 1998, Ranko 1987, and all of these studies show us that creative thinking is more important in the natural environment than in academic tests. So when we are trained to think of ourselves in a certain way, we're trained to do that um, in childhood by our parents and by our schools. And if we spend so much time being in the academic environment and being tested, and creativity really doesn't enter a lot of the academic tests okay. that we face. Mm -hmm. And it's not a natural environment either. But when we are thinking about our lives and what to do with ourselves and how to think of ourselves, that's when we are in that natural environment and we need to use creative thinking and everyday creativity as a resource, but we don't have it developed. We don't have it developed as a pillar. Do you know what I'm saying? So no, I, 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 what, right? I think what you're saying is we, we go through school, we go through our lives, we have um, great families and parents and, and what have you, and possibly, uh, you know, the more we can uh, promote or, uh, I guess, think about how important being creative is mm -hmm. in all aspects of our life. Uh, you know, it's all about, I think, to a big degree, creativity is thinking outside the box. Right. You talked about problem solving earlier, uh, but thinking outside of our own box that we all uh, somewhat put ourselves in. I really think this uh, is a great concept, everyday creativity. Uh, and it's a resource. And, and, you know, John, last time we spoke about reinvention. Right. Yeah. And the fact that sometimes we need to pivot. Sometimes we need to understand that life is not linear. Sure. And we can come up with some awesome things for ourselves to do. 
Yes. And especially when we have an extra 20, 30 years, yes. that's a good chunk of time to take a lot of interesting turns. Yes. But we need, how do you do that reinvention? How do you come up with new things for yourself to do and accomplish? How do you do that? We need to be able to lean on something. There's always in something that we need to do. There are many components. Motivation is a component, et cetera. But there's got to be a component of a res what we call a resource, right? We lean on something to help us to do that. And everyday creativity is that resource that we all need to lean on to however you want to call it, to reinvent ourselves or to come up with something interesting or to design the life that you want to have or to have another career, that, that, that. You put in whatever you want into that. Still, I'll insist, you need a resource to rely on, to lean on. That resource is everyday creativity. It is a humongous resource. And even if you go through the day and you realize that you know what, I handled this situation in a very creative way, or um, I didn't have anything in my fridge. Um, I thought I didn't have anything, but I was able to throw this and that together. And this came out as a great dinner. Or, you know, all of these are examples of our everyday creativity, thinking on our feet, or coming up with something interesting. Um, no. and, and we all have that. And sometimes when I tell people you are creative, they look at me and they're like, I'm a math person. doesn't matter. You can be creative. You, you, we're all creative in our everyday life, unless we just don't realize that. And really the, the reason that we're talking about this today is to help people realize that we all have that. Everybody has that. And it's a huge advantage and resource in the natural environment, in our natural habitat <laughs> that okay. we call life. Okay, I, I automatically um, and now feel a lot more creative and, and will be for uh, the rest of the day, at least. Uh, how, how can we be creative in designing our life, Julia? So the, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to challenge some of the assumptions. Um, for example, creative people are born creative, like artists, not true. Creative people are highly intelligent, like scientists, not true. Creative behavior, not that scientists are not intelligent, but the fact that creative people are highly intelligent. Uh, creative behavior goes against the norm and will be punished like it was at school. That's not true. A lot of people use everyday creativity. They don't scream about it from the rooftops, but that's just how they are. And it's totally fine. And no one's going to come after you for that. Right. <laughs> and the reality is that the reality is, first of all, that being an artist is just one way of being creative. Secondly, creativity has nothing to do with measured intelligence. And there are studies on that that prove that. And thirdly, creative behavior is learned and it can and it should be practiced. And then I will, I will tell you this, and I actually came up with this one and you can quote me on that. And I'm extremely proud. This is one of the most intelligent things that I've ever said. 
is that there's no higher use of creativity than designing the most amazing life that you can have. That's okay. Nothing else, nothing else. You know, the most beautiful painting that you can show me, I'll say it's amazing. But nonetheless, if I could choose between coming up and designing and living the most amazing life that I would like to have, not somebody else for me, but I would like to have, would I prefer that? Would I take that over that masterpiece? Yeah. Sorry, no, it's, masterpiece. It, but, it, it's very, it's <laughs> very, uh, it, it's a big uh, concept. It's uh, has a lot of teeth to it about when we talk about designing uh, in our life and, and designing it, you know, using creativity to do that, what's more important, what's a bigger achievement than having created a, uh, that life that, you know, we can be happy with and, and, and engaged with and productive with, right? And you help the planet, you know, one more happy, resourceful, well-adjusted person uh, is a win. Why, why do you think our uh, everyday creativity is, is kind of, as you said earlier, discounted or uh, rarely developed? Uh, I think that a part of it is, uh, of course, the educational system and how it's designed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also... There, I think that there are topics that are interesting to researchers. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised, you know, you open up this uh, humongous book on creativity and read uh, a long chapter on everyday creativity. But before I did that, I wasn't reading about it anywhere. It wasn't part of the public discourse. And... Um, Definitely, when I was growing up, no one talked about it. And I just think it's such an amazing resource. And it's such a useful thing in life that I wanted to learn more about it. I wanted to study it more. I wanted to understand it more. I wanted to apply it more. And in order to be able to do that, I had to dispense with the notion that if I'm not dancing, uh, at the mat, I, I can still be creative in coming up with what I would like to do and how I would like to live my life. What What do you think mm-hmm. society right now thinks of um, everyday creativity? I don't think it thinks about it at all. Right. <laughs> I think we're. You know, I, I, I gather that. Do you right? Yeah. Uh, um, but I think that there is going to be a growing group of people who will be interested because it becomes immediately useful. It becomes immediately useful. And if you're saying, you know, um, I'm in my 60s or 70s and I have a long, long path in front of me, what would make me happy? What would I like to do? I would say that understanding that everyday creativity is going to become your helper in this and thinking about it and, and adopting it as a perspective. 
is a very interesting twist on life. Sure. It's a very interesting concept to mm-hmm. incorporate. Where what can we believe about everyday creativity? What what can we uh, take uh, from it? What is it? Okay, yeah. so I can throw out a couple of um, things out there. Okay, uh, and and as you listen to me, tell me which ones you like. So creativity, what that means is playfulness fantasy, unusual associations, unusual connections, many solutions to one problem, many ideas, insightful humor, unrelenting persistence, originality, spontaneity, intense concentration, sense of wonder, challenge of authority, flexibility, adaptability, openness to novelty, ambiguity, imagination, daydreaming, inquisitiveness, the unexpected, the bizarre, futurism, being ahead of your time, being critical of the status quo, and of course, curiosity. (laughs) That's a super list. It's a super- Wait, 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 wait. It continues. Okay. Fresh and new approach to life. Letting go of the old, passion, energy, intuition, and awareness. You like that? (laughs) Yes, I do. Excuse me for interrupting you there. (laughs) Uh, You were on a roll there, and I I I was. I tried to get in your way. No, no, no. I thought I was done, but yeah. Sorry. Uh, Well, so what, Julie? What do you associate creativity with? You know what? All of these, to me, all of these, the the various facets of it. Yeah. It's. I just love the list. Because when you when you look at that list, it's it's, um, um, you know, it's pretty freeing. Yeah. A lot of opportunity in that list. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The other, uh, I guess, before we uh, finish today, the uh, the the one thing I wanted to ask you is. Uh, in your opinion, why is creativity so important to health? Oh, so thank you for asking about that. So there was this study carried out by George Washington University uh, between 2001 and 2006. It was called the Creativity and Aging Study. And it was done at the request of the National Endowment for the Arts. Um, This is the first time ever that a study on this topic was carried out, and um, it was done with a control group, so it's a real well-designed study. Um, They used Washington, D.C., Brooklyn, and San Francisco. Um, There were three sites, and there were 300 participants, 65 years uh, or older, And the participants were involved in the weekly arts programs that were run by professional artists. And um, some of them included visual literary arts, music, and other cultural domains. For example, it could be painting, pottery, dance, music, poetry, drama, um, etc. And 
what they actually figured out as a result of that study is that study participants reported, first of all, better health, fewer doctor visits, and less medication usage. They had more positive responses on the mental health measures and more involvement in overall activities. So um, it turns out that if you participate in any activities that we consider to be even remotely creative, it actually impacts your health with fewer doctor visits, less medication, and it reduces some of the risk factors that drive the needs for long-term care, right? So none of us want to end up in these facilities where we're sitting around um, and, you know, getting the long-term care. So if you want to prevent that, uh, get yourself involved <coughs> with something like this. And while it's not everyday creativity necessarily, even anything like that, you know, you see, like it does something to your mental state. Right. Well, I think that there's a, a great message in there for uh, 65 and older. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I think, but, but I think in a, in a grander scale uh, and for all of us, whether we're 65 and older, I think it really applies to um, all ages. I think yeah. it, it's totally. a great study that says uh, creativity is such a benefit uh, looking for ways as we discussed uh, this morning, looking for ways to be creative in our life uh, offers so much potential for us every day uh, to live a, a more fulfilling life, right? Totally, totally. Uh, or fulfilling and healthier life. So you <clears throat> actually, you know, you're doing something that um, that saves you time on doctor visits or, you know, any of these things that that drag you down. So it's better to invest in something that builds you up. Yes. Well, and and I've got to believe that the uh, both, you know, we're saying that it has profound uh, physical health, uh, but I'm guessing the benefit to the mental health is uh, amazing as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, most definitely. Uh, I, I gotten very excited today about our discussion on everyday creativity. And as always, I really look forward to talking with you the next time. Thank you. Same here. Till next time.